Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in for the latest COVID-19 update for the City of Medford. Today, I'm joined once again by our Board of Health Director, Marianne O'Connor. And in a moment, we're going to do another question and answer session with regards to the latest updates for the Phase 1 reopening plan. Before we get into the question and answers, I do want to provide a few brief updates on our COVID-19 response in the city. As of May 26, we have had a total of 939 positive cases in the city of Medford. The good news, however, is that we are coming down from the surge here in Massachusetts. At the height of the surge, we were seeing upwards of 60 to 90 cases per day in some instances. More recently, we have had anywhere from two to eight cases per day. Ultimately, we look forward to having that number be zero, but this is why it's still so important that we adhere to social distancing, wear face coverings, and follow all health and safety guidelines, even as businesses and services slowly begin to reopen. As of May 25th, businesses allowed to reopen include construction sites, manufacturing facilities, houses of worship, curbside retail, hair salons, and barbershops, pet groomers, and car washes. In order to reopen, businesses must adhere to and self-certify that they have posted health and safety regulations and submit the self-certification to our Board of Health. We'll get into more details on this during our question and answers in just a minute. As we move forward through other phases in general, the City of Medford will follow the state's timeline for phased reopening of businesses. However, we will utilize local health data to determine if and when that timeline may need to be adjusted, including but not limited to delaying the reopening of these businesses and or issuing a subsequent local order depending on the data. As for City Hall, the building remains closed to the public for walk-in business. However, all transactions can be completed either online or by calling us during business hours at 781-396-5500. We will take a phased approach to reopening the building, beginning on Monday, June 1st, with all offices staffed at 25% of the total normal staffing level. All other staff will continue to work remotely, and services will continue as usual. City Hall offices and their staff will adhere to all health and safety regulations under the state's reopening plan, including installation of plexiglass dividers in public-facing offices, social distancing regulations, and regular cleaning and disinfecting of common surfaces. Additionally, plans and phases will be announced as available. Finally, with regard to testing, I'm excited to announce that the city will be partnering with Cambridge Health Alliance to offer COVID-19 testing for residents over the age of eight. We're finalizing details this week and hope to have more information to you by the end of the week. Okay, so now I want to turn um, to Marianne and invite her to work through some of these questions um, for this week. Um, Marianne, I know you were on the call with the Zoom call we had um, last week, Thursday, I believe, with any business that was interested in giving their concerns, asking questions, um, voicing their um, frustrations. Mm-hmm. Um, the first question that I think everybody wants to know is when can their business reopen? Sure. So we went over, I just let everybody know what was open to date, but maybe you can explain a little bit about the attested to guideline that each and every business that does reopen 
has to has to provide to the city and what they have to do with that. Sure. So um, every business that was allowed to open in phase one um, has actually their own specific guidelines that can be found on the mass.gov reopening um, website. Um, the Board of Health did try to reach out and email um, all the businesses that we had email addresses for um, all the different specific guidelines for their establishments. Um, but they're really basically, you know, you must ensure that you can social distance within your facility. So whether that means limiting the number of customers that you allow in, um, you have to be able to maintain that six-foot distance. You have to wear masks. Your employees um, and customers have to wear masks. Um, and the basic, you know, safety guidelines around hand hygiene, having sanitizer available, and hand washing facilities available, uh, pretty similar across the board in that respect, but there are specific guidelines for each industry that they should look at. Yep, and they have to have their attested to checklist on their their wall, so if you are entering an establishment, um, you can know what they have to do and make sure they're adhering to it, exactly. and you'll have that on file. Um, I know the state didn't require that the attested to checklist be submitted to the city, but we're doing that as an extra steps to help your office um, and the building department enforce any violations. Right, right. Yes, that that um, self-certification has to be posted. So when um, myself or any of the inspectors walk into an establishment, we, we can see that, that that certification is up there. But as well, we've asked them to mail us a copy of that so that we know that they're adhering to safety guidelines. And Miriam, I know you're on phone calls daily with DPH and the CDC to discuss phase one that we're in now, as well as um, additional phases that are coming online. I'm on probably five to 10 calls per week with other mayors, lieutenant governor, um, different elected officials like Senator Warren or the state delegation to go over what needs to be um done and voice our you know we're able to voice our concerns and ask our questions so for me it's been a lot of what's going to happen in phase one yet we still need to pre-plan for phase two which I know we as a city are doing by having that business zoom meeting um, we're having a zoom meeting with the clergy as many as we can get on on the phone this Friday just to see what their questions are and concerns and see who's opened and who's decided to stay closed um, but Phase two is some of the questions that we have to answer, and it's, it's hard. We don't know exactly what the guidelines will be, but um, I know we're working hard on phase one and phase two, just starting to talk about restaurants and businesses. I don't know if you have right. anything to add on. Well, they haven't issued the, uh, the guidelines yet. As you know, for the for the restaurant reopening, um, but they, we do have some ideas around because the FDA has issued some guidelines as well as uh, the CDC. So you can kind of judge, and you know that obviously social distancing is going to be required, so that people are not going to be able to um, have seating and to their full capacity. So they should they should already be thinking about those um, mm -hmm. issues and what that's going to look like. Um, and there's a lot of other. Uh, establishments that are going to be allowed to open in phase two as well you know your preventative dental care and those procedures that typically people had had to put off now mm -hmm. for months um but again the same they'll, they'll have their own specific guidelines but at the same time you can guarantee that you know hand washing social distancing and mask wearing is going to be included in all of that um and the outdoor we're also talking with dph a lot around potentially phase two including um outdoor recreational camps 
for children. Um, again, we don't have specific guidelines, but we have a pretty good indication around uh, the, the limits that are going to be put on as far as limited activities, no shared equipment, mm-hmm. um, you know, limited numbers for capacity-wise, so social distancing can, can occur. But um, there's a lot to do with outdoor facilities and stuff coming in, in phase two, and we're awaiting more guidance on that as well. Yeah, and I know Kevin Bailey, the director of our recreation um, department, is on top of it, and he's on his own calls when it comes to camp and and recreation, and he's busy with his team working on plans, and um, we're ready to meet with him, I think, this Thursday to discuss how to move forward and the what ifs. The what ifs, right. Yes, we're particularly concerned about, you know, Wright's Pond, obviously, and the pool reopening, but that, again, has to be with strict strict safety guidelines mm-hmm. in place and uh but we have we have started uh the water quality testing uh in preparation um for Wright's Pond already this week so um typically we don't open till later in a few weeks from now anyways in June but um it's it's going to be later than that this year I can right because you said you have to go through about a month of testing for Wright's Pond we do that, and then the pool preparation itself. Right now, even um, working on the pool is not allowed in phase one, so we can't even start to work on the reopening of the pool until phase two actually commences, and, and we don't know exactly when that's going to be. Right, but we can publicly state here that we're doing what we need to do as far as right now with the pond and eventually with the pool to get it ready, um, obviously with strict guidelines that the state is going to help us um, determine and if we can reopen the pool and pond, if we're allowed to, we will be doing that in a limited capacity um, and figure out a way that it's it's fair for all, whether that's sign-ups per every few hours, um, facial face coverings, um, and different different type of restrictions that we we're going to have to put in place. But it is our hope to reopen the pool and pond um, when, we can. when we can. So thank you for working on that, you and your team. Um, I know talking about the pool we also have a question about if the parks are still closed so just to answer that yes parks are closed for active use but you of course can go into the park and use it passively you can go with your family and kick a soccer ball around or you can walk through the park or if a park has a a track you can definitely walk around the track just make sure you're social distancing and wearing your face covering if you um, are coming close to somebody within six feet you definitely want to have a face covering on um, we will determine the parks and the pool and the pond based on the state's guidance, obviously, as well as, as the data. We want to make sure we're following um, the data and the science. And, you know, you have those cases where children are getting sick, so we're definitely following those cases. And I know mm-hmm. your offices, too. We want to make sure we do what we can to offer services, but at the same time, keep everybody safe and healthy. Exactly, yes. We have to take a serious look at, um, you know, playground equipment and stuff going forward because that that will be that will be important. Mm-hmm. And as we skipped a question, but as we talked about businesses, I know that the city of Medford's Office of Community Development office worked very hard with a number of residents um, on a committee to, with CDBG funding, we're able to give loans and grants to small and micro businesses. So the uh, application deadline for the first round is this Friday, May 31st. We um, put that was in a number of press releases and we also announced that at our business Zoom meeting, but you can go to www.medfordma.org slash coronavirus 
dash information. So if you plan on reopening and you need help with rent or a host of other things, um, you can definitely apply on the city through the city website and get all the information you need on the city website. So please do so. Um, and we will announce um, round two of that within the next several weeks. Um, Miriam, how will you be enforcing some of the regulations as it relates to the checklist and who should somebody call if, I guess, if there's a construction issue versus a um, hair salon or a barbershop that may not be following <clears throat> guidelines? So um, obviously within the city of Medford, you can contact the building department for any construction. Um, they are following the construction safety guidelines and they are enforcing uh, those guidelines on um, those sites. Uh, any other concerns folks have, can, they can certainly call the, the health department with those concerns. Um, we are also working very closely with the Department of Labor Standards, uh, which is the State Department, mm -hmm. um, and uh, they are also going to be receiving complaints as well and will be forwarding those complaints to us for follow-up. Um, you know, we, we really want compliance. We don't want um, punishment or enforcement. We want people to comply because it's so important. Um, but there is a, a set of rules that we are to follow um, around those compliance complaints. And if we go in, it's the first, it's a step kind of approach. will be a verbal warning um, at first. Uh, second would be a written warning. Mm -hmm. uh, third, they are allowing us to impose fines of up to $300. And then finally, if after all of that um, there is noncompliance, then a cease and desist would be ordered by the Board of Health. Okay. Yes. I think most of our businesses, even with the face covering orders that have been put in place by the governor and, and the city of Medford, once they're spoken to once or twice, uh, people are adhering. And yeah. it's usually the bigger stores that have a hard time enforcing orders like that. But it seems like everybody is doing what they can to make sure their customers and their employees are are safe everybody try everybody's trying and sometimes it's not the on the employers it's on the customers so right, right it's tough but right so we thank everybody in advance for uh, testing to those guidelines posting them on the, your wall sending them to the board of health and adhering to them um, it's what's going to keep the numbers down and get us to our new normal um, big question that everybody's asking is when will restaurants be able to reopen right now we have um, takeout being offered and that's been keeping some of these restaurants just afloat but it's obviously not enough um, so what I was told on a call with the lieutenant governor on Friday is that phase one would be at least three weeks the earliest phase two would start would be June 8th um, and if the data and the science allow us to open on June 8th we should know as mayors um, and cities we should know hopefully a week a week before so i'm hoping that i will know by june 1st when and if and what the guidelines will be for restaurants to reopen i don't know if you've heard yeah, anything else from the dph or cdc on guidelines for restaurants we've been having the same calls with uh with the state department of public health around please getting us those guidelines ahead of time so we can prepare and be ready and help the establishments um you know with questions that they might have um around instituting the guidelines so i mean that was a little bit of an issue in phase one where we, we were kind of given the guidelines a few days ahead of time and mm -hmm. we didn't have a lot of time to prepare hopefully with restaurants since it is such a um you know, an important, um, not to mention, you know, just the food safety and some of these establishments that may have been closed for a while have, mm -hmm. have to have time to, to get themselves back open. Um, so even from a food safety point of view, but from, from the, 
a real safety guidelines standpoint, it's going to be important that we're prepared um, and that right. we know what we're doing. Um, so there's been a lot of talk about, you know, options and potentially, you know, moving some outside. And I know we've talked a little bit about mm -hmm. that, the feasibility around that, um, having seating outside. Um, so those are discussions that are happening. Yeah, and yeah. everybody always asks me, or at least in the last couple of weeks, will what capacity will restaurants be able to open in? The only thing I know of as far as capacity-wise is offices. They've, they're allowing 25% of each office to be staffed. So as far as for me, restaurants, we don't know. We don't have that guidance yet, but I'm assuming 100% that there will be limitations on the occupancy yes. and making sure tables are six feet apart, I'm sure is going to be part of the guidelines mm -hmm. and that's going to limit what a restaurant can can do some tables are very close together so as a city with the board of health and obviously the restaurant community in the state with the state's guidance um, medford will do whatever we can to make sure there's outdoor dining available for as many restaurants as possible um, and i think that's important to let people know that we are we are already working on it having discussions um, we're going to have a restaurant zoom meeting of obviously include the coffee shops and the donut shops and that to try to find ways to be creative mm -hmm. and allow for safe outdoor dining um, so that will be happening next week we want to be on top of it do it ahead of time whether the reopening of phase two is on the 8th or the 15th or later we will be ready to provide whatever support we can to our local restaurants and and um, food establishments yeah the occupancy yeah, issue is going to be it's going to be important and and it's also but i'm sure they'll still limit the group sizes that can come in. So mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to bring a group of 25 probably into a right. restaurant, right? It's going to be under 10 um, or maybe less. Who knows what the guidelines are? But certainly you have to be able to have social distancing. So being able to move tables outside um, would probably be really helpful in that. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I announced briefly in the just introduction, which is extremely good news. I know you've been working very hard with um, we've been working very hard with physicians one who has done um, has been helping test residents that need testing they're in Wellington Circle um, and they also did a, a round of testing of our public safety professionals and City Hall employees they're coming in um, and they're going to continue to partner with us but residents are calling a lot in our for our senior buildings as well as just residents all out throughout the community to see what we're doing to provide te universal testing for residents. So if you want to tell everybody yeah, what you've been really, working on, really we, we finally yeah, have some good finally, news on that. Mm -hmm, yes, testing has been a real issue, and, and I'm finally glad to be able to announce that the Cambridge Health Alliance has offered to open up their their facilities and their tents, basically, in Malden, Somerville, and Cambridge. Um, really, I think I'm looking for this residents of Med, uh, Medford to use the Malden facility, uh, and and that will be testing available to, to all Um symptomatic or not so if you don't have any symptoms and you want to get tested you'll, you'll still be able to do that um, insurances will be uh, take will be covering it uh, but there will be no cost uh, to Midford residents as well on that so that's really good news and then also starting this week we were uh, able to bring in uh, the mass mobilization team to start doing our elder housing which I'm, I'm really uh, grateful for and happy about um, so we will be starting this week and uh, 
at, at, at 99 Riverside, and then next week we'll be doing um, the Housing Authority mm -hmm. senior buildings and uh, folks with uh, other vulnerable conditions in those in those facilities. So um, again, insurance will be taken, but at the same time, if you don't have insurance or it's not covered, uh, it there will be no charge. So that's right. that's really great news. Yeah, um, that's fantastic work. I mean, our senior buildings are so important, our Housing Authority. So it's good we're getting that done this week, and we thank. Armstrong Ambulance for help with that. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and I know with the CHA testing in those three communities, I, I believe on the call last week, they're going to be testing up to 1,000 people a day, and I think 500 alone in Malden. So that's where most of our residents will go. And I, you can go as long as you're eight years old and up, you'll be able to get a, t a test. Um, so definitely you can give Cambridge Health Alliance a call, or if you have any questions, call the mayor's office or the Board of Health, and we can let you know the location but that will be posted and it will be in a press release that's probably going to go out tomorrow um, um so we're going to advertise that as as much as we can yes more information to follow for sure but yeah expanded testing is just it's so important especially and it's really important for the asymptomatic folks to mm -hmm. to get tested as well because that's that's really how we're going to be able to stop community spread yep and the so. contact tracing i know mm -hmm. um we've had the school nurses we've had um, a number of people assisting and volunteering to do some of the contact tracing and you've been able to bring on some interns in the office so we'll be able to do that all throughout the summer exactly. which is great yes. mm -hmm. yep we discussed a little bit but city hall has been fully functioning um since march 12th um people have been in and out but probably less less than 25% of the building has been um, coming in on a daily basis. Um, a lot of people are working from home, taking calls at home, and fully working um, from home. So as of June 1st, we will be staffing City Hall at 25% normal capacity. Still not open to walk-in business. That will be part of Phase 2 for City Hall, but we are taking phone calls and processing permits and marriage licenses and anything else somebody needs you just have to call um, I know Adam Herdebees our clerk is hand delivering outside mm -hmm. certain licenses that people need and uh, birth certificates things like that so we are working at full capacity I know our Department of Public Works police and fire are f fully operational thank, thank goodness you know they're working hard to keep us safe and keep the streets safe um, but we will be notifying um, all residents when phase two begins we don't know when that will be but right. Right. phase two of city hall will be probably um appointment-based walk-ins um and we're going to make sure we're keeping everybody healthy and safe yes we're going to um, try to be adding some signage around city hall to direct people so that they can safely social distance when they're in the hall um and like you said we are installing the plexiglass mm -hmm. for the protection of our employees as well as the public so we have to take a lot of steps We've got you've got the hand sanitizer hand machines sanitizer on every floor, machines. so we're working on things. Um, with regards to city events um, for this summer and the fall, we are getting calls from people mm -hmm. having events, especially September, October, and November. And as of right now, we are we just let people know we're going to do our best to give them as much notice as possible. But the state and the city of Medford right now are still operating under the premise of you can't be in a group of 11 or more if you're out and about it has to be 10 or less so unfortunately that we had to suffer this that this week with that with Re Memorial Day I just was too nervous to nervous. have hundreds of people in a location you know from children to our elderly right. vets right. It, 
in a location um and we don't know what's going to happen with the summer or fall but we are waiting for guidance on that and hoping we get that soon so we can give people notice but there may be ways to have these events uh safely but we have to really yes wait and see what that's going to look like Um, yep i want to err on the side of caution absolutely Um, with the number of cases we have i Mm -hmm. just want to be careful Um, but yes i'm love the events i love going to the events i love taking my family to the events and it's a sad time right now that we can't have them but um we will do whatever we can to get events back up and running um when it's safe to do so one question we got um last week we had a number during our business zoom meeting we had a number of fitness studios yoga studios and um martial arts locations that are interested they know they're not until phase three, which we don't know when phase three will will start. So the, the ideas that city we are throwing around as a city, and I've kept a number of them in, a, in the loop, is potentially using outdoor spaces for a limited amount of people so that we can start to help those businesses. Um, so those are some things we are in discussions about. We're going to further discuss discuss it on Thursday morning when we have our um, city staff Zoom meeting, um, but we are we are working to try to help any business from restaurants to martial arts studios get back up and running so that they can survive and our get we can get our economy back up off the ground and make sure people don't have to close their doors. So, mm-hmm. right, yeah, the use of outdoor space, <clears throat> excuse me, has come up, um, and w- we have had discussions with GPH. We're trying to get some clarity on that. Um, again, some of the guidelines would probably be like 10 to 12 feet between um, actual folks and um, all, you know, limited number of people, which would include the instructor, would be in that number of people that it's limited to. So uh, there is a little bit more work to do on that, but it's something that we're certainly looking at closely. Yep. Um, question here about the city's budget, which we are actively working on my chief of staff has been actively working on it our finance team i know my communications director has been working on narratives we have our department heads i think have submitted three different budgets as of right now based off of our outside city auditors um estimate of loss of local receipts and meals tax hotels tax all our accounts are, are struggling right now, and it's not a fun time in City Hall having to deal with the budget, but we're doing our best to give the City Council the best estimate of what our budget will look like by sometime in the beginning of June. I know the state is working on their budget in June. That potentially, from what I'm hearing, they're going to go to a what's called a 112 budget, and we may not get our local aid number for till the end of June, which is... is not helpful for for us, but we understand the state's state's revenues numbers aren't going to come in until sometime around that time, and um, we're going to have to wait till we get local aid receipts. We're also waiting to see if the federal government will help the cities and towns out, which we so desperately need. So it's a work in progress. We're working diligently to maintain city services, but there is a shortfall there. There's um, a large gap that we're we're working on to. Um, do what we can to propose a level funded budget and if yeah it's it's not a a fun time like i said um but we were doing our best so that's just a little update on the budget we're hoping to have something ready by um beginning to mid-june so the council can start looking over that 
Um, and I know we have the CARES money, CARES Act money, mm-hmm. that maybe you could speak to a little bit. <clears throat> the mm-hmm. city of Medford school side got 668000 We'll be discussing that a bit tonight at 530 when we have our meeting, as well as Monday, June 1st, when we have our next budget meeting at 4 o'clock. But there's also CARES, CARES Act money that's come in from the federal government of $5 million to the cities and towns. Maybe you can give us a little idea of how the board of health has needed that money and oh, what we've used that money on so the the that funding is so vital because um you know obviously we hadn't budgeted for for this event uh this pandemic and and all the protective measures that have had to go into place um not to mention the additional uh staff time and hours that have been um really the teams have done great work but it's it's been a lot of hours um and and we like to compensate those who folks who are who are working and we're supposed to be working part-time and are now working over full-time um so the cares act can be used obviously for that and for additional staffing going forward if if when we start this widespread testing if we need more assistance and follow-up calls um that as well but any of the protective measures that we've even done in city hall about the expenses for plexiglass and sanitizers and disinfecting wipes and um all of the first responder needs around those same issues, you know, uh, that equipment and all of that can be covered by CARES Act funding, which is which is vitally uh, important. Um, so we are putting plans together now on on you know, basically you have to be able to track all that money you spend mm-hmm. though. So that's that's the whole other piece of that we're working with the finance department on, but. Yeah, we're putting plans together now for how we can see that money being spent going forward as we go move through this over the next several months. Yes, I know um, PPE, we've ordered 20,000 masks, we've ordered sanitizer, we've been able to disinfect all um, public safety and DPW vehicles, plus the buildings that were, um, we also, Tufts University is working with us um, to house any public safety personnel that may need to quarantine or to isolate, and then we have to pay to clean Clean, and feed and Mm -hmm. um, make sure that um, we do our part of that agreement, so it's it's vital money um, that we are right. that we're using. Absolutely. Um, will there be a high school graduation right now? There is a parade scheduled. I believe they're working on that for Wednesday, next Wednesday, and the graduation has been postponed till August. So I'm hoping that we'll be able to do something. I. That is what um, the school committee and I know the graduating class had some some say in that. And I know the administration has been working very hard, very hard to to get that going for our seniors. So That's it's great. a tough time for yeah. our seniors. It's, I know you have you have I, one. I have a junior. And so it's, junior. Yeah, yes. Yeah. OK, so, so that was prom. That was, that was junior prom we missed. Yeah. Yes. I know it's it's a really difficult time for these for these kids who are missing out on these milestones. And uh, so anything we can do, I think, to to, you know, uh, celebrate them and their achievements uh, is important. And they did issue an advisory this week. It wasn't strict guidelines, but it was an advisory out of DPH mm-hmm. on conducting safe graduations and, and what kinds of spaces that would look like that would have to take place in and how many people could attend, and it would be limited to family members only. There's specific guidelines around that, but they were really um, pushing out that they didn't want to see any of this happening until after July, July 18th anyway. Right. So, um, so the August date would be probably a, a good date to, to be able to plan this out right. nicely. Right. So mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be able to do that for our seniors. Um, mm-hmm. 
I know that CDC came out with some guidelines for, I know it's a little soon to talk about it, but at the same time, we have to start thinking about going back to school. Mm. And that's a big question on everybody's mind for September. And it's an ongoing conversation, but I know the CDC did issue some guidelines on that. Mm -hmm. Um, And just to announce the school committee will be starting tonight, the next three Wednesdays, tonight, um, June 3rd and June 10th at 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. There are roundtable discussions to discuss the what-ifs for September. So we want to hear from parents. We want to hear from the teachers. We want to hear from the paras and the administrators um, what the fall looks like. And we want to be careful on what we do. We want to make sure everybody's safe and we need to follow the CDC guidelines. But it'll be good round, there'll be good discussions on the what ifs and um, definitely hear people's concerns and questions and ideas. Yeah, there are a lot of there are a lot of good ideas out there on how to do this safely. But there's also a lot of serious concerns mm-hmm. um, with what's going to be happening uh, come September. Right. So and going back to school, what that's going to look like. So I think the roundtable discussions will be helpful as far as getting ideas or concerns from people mm-hmm. and, and being able to figure out and address all of those um but that that even on the state level you know is still being looked at Mm -hmm. seriously and they have a large committee uh, made up of a lot of good stakeholders um that are trying to figure out what those guidelines will look like and what what school will look like um Mm -hmm. come fall yep and i know your office is helping with that too i don't even know if you're aware brooke is helping me with translators for the round tables so that we can make sure every parent has the ability to send in their questions and be present during the round tables so yep your office is, yeah, pretty incredible, <laughs> everything they're able to do. So, yeah, thank you for being here. I don't know if there's anything else that you're getting calls about in your office. Um, I think that's... Yeah, I know. Like I think we talked a little bit, like, tennis courts are up there. We're, we are working on tennis courts. We're going to get back to... I know I have people that I, I need to get back to on that issue, but after tomorrow's meeting, we'll probably have some better ideas on what, we're gonna, what that's going to look like, too, um, okay. for our community. So, yep. And parks, we'll we'll, parks. we'll learn more about parks um, over the next week, so we can talk about all those issues at our next question <laughs> and answer session. So everybody, take care, um, stay healthy, practice good hygiene and social distance when you can. Try to get some um, fresh air and walks in, obviously, with your face coverings if you're within six feet of um, people. People. Um, But please take care and have a great rest of the week. And we will be back with more questions and answers and updates um, next week. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you. Miriam, for being here. Thank you. Awesome. Take care.